0: 95.7 The Game presents Warriors World Radio Featuring the one and only Andy Lou. Grow up Yeah, you, grow up And Sam Esfandiari So, who are you? Why do I gotta talk to you? This is Warriors World Radio On 95.7 The Game
2: Is it time to panic? Lottery team, Golden State Warriors. Sam, your thoughts? <laughs> In the
3: words of Steve Kerr, welcome to the real NBA. Yeah, I didn't like that.
2: Not a fa- not a fan <laughs> of that at all. Yeah, not a fan of that at all. As a leader of a team that's been to five straight finals, probably should have won all five, won three of them. You should not be coming out here after game one and talk about how this is the new reality. What is that? Sam, what is that? What, what, explain to me the thought process behind that because that make no that makes no sense to me. I mean, I'm with you on that. On the one hand, this is a young
3: team. This is not um, sure. You know, what do I got here? I got my Warriors World wrecked the league shirt with, <laughs> with uh, KD, Boogie, Clay, Steph, the whole the whole gang. This isn't that team. But on the other hand. Should you really be kind of setting everyone up for failure with those comments? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I've gone back and forth on it. Obviously, the first time I heard it, I was like you. I was a little emotional. <laughs>
2: it, I, they, you still have Steph Curry. You still have Draymond Green. You still have, you know, you have D'Angelo Russell. Now you don't have Clay. obviously. You still have Kevon Looney. By the way, Kevon Looney's, uh, I think, news just in. Um, he's going to be out for the next two games. Who broke that news? Uh, Slater. It's like, yeah, hey, look at that. I'm on a roll today already. You just, you're just guessing. Yeah, of course I'm guessing. It worked you're out. Up, you're throwing up shots. <laughs> throwing up shots like Jordan Poole. Uh, the Warriors still have talent on this team. Maybe they have, not depth, but they have talent. Yeah. Now, I will
3: say this. They did go against what looks like the best team in the league. They are. They are the best team. Um, and before that, they played the preseason against the Lakers, who are, at worst, one of the five best teams. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we. it's not like we've seen them against uh, OKC. New Orleans, Phoenix, Charlotte, you know, their next four games. Sure. That'll
2: give us probably a better gauge sure. for who they really are. I just I don't understand why you want to minimize the expectations. I think you're almost saying to the fan that, hey, we're going to lose a lot this season. Be ready for it. As a fan, that's not something you want to hear. Or, or, or even as a, uh, as a player, you think Draymond Green in that locker room is... Is really happy about that. I think Draymond I don't know if we have the audio, but he came out after the game, uh, after the loss, and said, We play terrible. Here's the audio. Huh? Our defense was
0: atrocious. They hit some shots. You got to get them some credit. But when you get in the type of rhythm they were allowed to get in, you're going to hit shots. A lot of them was open. Get them some credit. They're a damn good team. But our defense was pathetic. Was Ooh. there something specific defensively? Everything off the ball, on the ball, uh, pick and roll coverage transition defense it was bad across the board
3: well that's that's not sugarcoating it for sure <laughs> 888-957-9570 if you want to join the show um yeah i'm with you i kind of if i i kind of feel like they, they should talk a little more about the process how it is a process they've been saying that i don't know that people are expecting this team to to be like last year's team. I, I mean, I, I hope fans aren't thinking that.
2: No. And Steph has Steph played hard. All preseason played harder than all the players and really more than somebody of his caliber should be playing in the preseason. he looked terrible in the first game, but that doesn't matter. Right. I think they are, the players are, are thinking that they should be in the postseason. I just, I don't understand. And you, you can probably look at Bob Myers and especially Joe Lacob, who's someone that's going to say, Hey, we should at least be an eight. Seed. We should at least be in the postseason with the, the, the players we got. Right. Uh, there's, I think there's a, um, there's a certain type of a mentality there by Steve Kerr. I think that's really trying to water this down, and and also it is up to Steve Kerr to maximize the talent. I don't know, Sam. Like, do you think it's one sh- game? Yeah, it's one game. Um, <laughs> I think you're, I
3: think you're ringing the sirens here. By the way, if you want to text in to the Chilton autobi text line nine five seven nine five. Um, yeah, let's play back Steve Kerr's comments real quick.
0: I think the effort, for the most part, was there. I thought we got a little
1: demoralized uh, in the second half. You know, we battled in the first half, came back from, uh, you know, a big deficit early. Third quarter, you know, we, we started to get blown out,
0: and I, th- I could see some heads hanging. But uh, the guys at the end, you know, closed the game playing hard, and that's, uh, that's what we're going to have to stay on them about, just the, you know, the
1: the young guys on a night like tonight, which is going to happen again. I mean, this is
0: not, you know not a one-off it's this is the this is the reality there's going to be nights like this this year so we you got to play through it and you got to keep fighting and keep getting better and that's that's
3: really tampering expectations that was uh my big take from it um i know andy you said that was your take from it and i guess my question to the callers is what what are your expectations for this season uh, if you want to call in and let us know eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven oh andy what are your expectations for this team well GM, let's, let's start defining it there what what do we what would you consider a
2: successful season yeah so let me start here gm survey run by nba dot com I, I think john schumann probably i think he did it uh the clippers forty six the, the, they're interviewing um execs and gms around the league at least those that want to respond the l a clippers to win the 2020 NBA Finals. Bucks, 36% to win the 2020 NBA Finals. Lakers, 11%. Now, this is the percentage of people that voted uh, for the team. So those are the top three. I think it's pretty standard, right? And then number four, coming in with 4%, are the Golden State Warriors. So the Warriors, these guys are probably the smartest people in the league, execs and GMs. They're paid to to sign players and scout and, and all of that. And they chose the Warriors to... Be the we, fourth favorite, and
3: we should say Vegas currently has the Warriors sixth among title odds. There you go. Also has them sixth in the West, which is to say Vegas thinks this Warrior team is a kind of lower Western playoff team. But you know, if Clay comes back, and we don't
2: know if he'll come back, they might be sneaky. Yeah. Yep, yep. So I that's so. I mean, to start the show, I, I and the Steve Kerr quotes. Some that doesn't connect there, and some that doesn't connect. But uh, oh, we do have a caller. Look at that. Sam tossing out the phone number immediately gets a caller. Let's go to Merrick in Oakland. Hey, Mer- or Mark. Sorry. <laughs> Mark, wow, how's it going? Wow, Andy. Yeah, yeah, that type of day. Either
0: one's fine. Merrick, Mark. Sure. <laughs> Merrick's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, You just got me thinking. I, I don't know because I'm in sales. So I was thinking there's actually an excellent reason for him to kind of dampen down the expectations or lower them because um, ultimately it's a product. And this is he speaking to the public when he's saying this. Over deliver. Um, there's. If you yes, if your expect it's the worst thing in sales. If yep. expectations are too high and you come in under, it's not a good thing. And there's actual science on it. You guys probably know about this. If people's expectations are low and then you give them an even a decent experience, they literally experience and enjoy <laughs> it as a much better thing when their expectations are low. So I would think he maybe I don't know if that's why he's doing it. if He's being a salesman, but yep. I think across the board, maybe even for the team, if they're expecting to be winning a championship and beating everyone and they see that they're not, I think they would lose confidence quicker than if they had kind of low expectations and overachieved. I think they could build momentum. So I think it's possibly a good psychological angle to take. That's
3: That's a good point, Mark. Thanks for calling in. You know, Andy does this to me all the time. (laughs) I'm never convinced he's going to show up to
2: the show. And just by showing up, I'm like, wow, he delivered. (laughs) Well, I'm in sales. So it's really the same thing. You know, it's like our do we do our podcast, light years podcast. Sometimes I do it, sometimes I don't. Hey, when I do show up, it's all that matters. It's not about what I say. Yeah, I and by the way, Steve Kerr, who's the um who loves Phil Jackson, right? He loves Greg Popovich and he likes to take into account the way that they've coached. Yeah, absolutely. This is probably a psychological um move by him. But ah, Still a team that should be very good, and and as a leader, I, I think maybe Bob Myers coming out and saying that it's fine. He's not really in front of the players every day, but if you're the head coach, you know I expect maybe a little more. So, um, text line not happy with me. It says relax. I even typed it all out in caps.
3: R dash e dash l dash a dash x relax. R e l a x relax. <Andy>. R-E-L-A-X. relax. <laughs> Uh yeah, if you want to call in, let us let us know what your expectations for the season are. 888 957 9570 We got a great show today. We got we got a lot of guests, Andy. Producer. We got, crushing it. We got John Hamm, host of OKC Dream Team Podcast, to talk about Warriors Thunder Sunday. And the, and the actor. We'll ask him. Maybe maybe it is the same person. Maybe it is. Nobody knows. Um we got Joe Morgan. NBA writer from Sporting News uh, at 6:15 and got... the baseball player <laughs> Yeah, the the whole premise for today's show is to get people who have famous name doppelgangers. <laughs> um, we got Wes Goldberg, Golden State Warriors beat writer from San Jose Mercury News, Bay Area News Group, nothing for him. And then at 7:15, Connor Leterno, Warriors beat writer, SF Chronicle. Yeah,
0: nothing
2: for him
3: either. Oh, I'm sorry. We can't we can't just get <laughs> s- just you know, there's only so many people who have famous second names. There's not <laughs> another Samus Fandiari out there.
2: Is there another Andy Lau? Well, well, okay. So there's t- Antonio Fandiari. who's also the famous poker player who's in. Uh, who I think he's from San Francisco too, actually. Bay Area, Bay Area-ish. Um, so and then there's Andy Lau, who's the famous uh, China actor in China. So there you go. Me and him are like the same thing. You know, good looking. <laughs> you know, I'm behind the radio right now, but yeah, good looking it's, That's what people should know.
3: Very important. From the 408, expectations for Warriors lottery team. (laughs) Expectations for Warriors is a lottery team. Man, they looked horrible. They did look horrible, but I do not think 29 other teams in the league look like the Clippers
2: either. The Clippers made the Lakers look terrible. Uh, It was a close game for a little bit, but by the time the third quarter came around, uh, that Clippers defense had absolutely annihilated A Clipper
3: team without Paul George, too. Mm. They look (sighs) – I mean – it's the first week of the season, Ooh. but is it too early to call them the favorite?
2: They're the favorite. They look like they're ready to play in the playoffs, right? Like don't they look like they're ready for uh for April right now? Yeah, they
3: remind me of the Warriors uh KD's first year or like the Celtics when they got KG where they just came out so hot and you're just like these guys are these guys are playing like playoff basketball in November.
2: Yeah. They're ready to go. We're ready to go. We got a we got a great show coming, like Sam said. We've got John Hamm. We're gonna talk about the Thunder, who the Warriors are gonna play tomorrow afternoon. Coming up on the other side, this is Warriors World Radio.
0: Now back to Warriors World Radio on 95.7 The Game. Here's Andy Liu and Sam Espandiari.
2: This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Sam, we're on for three hours today 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. How many drops do you think we can do? I'm thinking 70 to 80 <laughs> per minute. Per minute. All right, we're back. Sam Esvendiari, Andy Liu from the text line 408. Shout out to Sam, Persian American radio host. First one in the Bay Area. Cannot confirm or deny. I have no idea. Sounds right. Sounds like that's probably true. Sure, we'll go with that. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Not not first Chinese Bay Area host, though. Not true. Not true. Maybe there's one. been one one day. All right, the Warriors are playing. They're 0-1. They got smashed by the Clippers in the first game at Chase Center. Good times. Uh, Joe Lakeup was sitting uh, on the um, – didn't leave early. He was sitting courtside. Didn't leave early. Um, I, however, did as media because I could basically walk home, and I did. And I was not going to stay and watch Jordan chuck up another 30 shots. Um, they're going to play the Oklahoma City Thunder tomorrow, 12-30. No Kayvon Looney. Who's
3: out for a unspecified amount of time? Not good.
2: Yeah, looks like he re-aggravated that hamstring that he hurt in uh, in training camp. So, in classic Warriors fashion, he came back too early, and now have a uh, a bigger injury to deal with. But most importantly, here we've got John Ham, host of OKC Dream Team Podcast, NBA Insider for one hundred and seven point seven FM and OKC. John, sir, how you doing?
1: I'm doing well, guys. It's kind of funny to hear someone else talking about bringing guys back too soon from injury because that's been a topic around here for a few years.
2: Oh, boy. <laughs> well, uh, give us some examples. What uh, uh, what was the latest one?
1: Oh, I, I mean, the latest one, um, I you know, there is some debate over how much Paul George should have played last season, mm. but look, you go back several years uh, when Russell Westbrook had Uh, One of the first or second knee procedures, he came back way ahead of schedule. Mm. Uh, Kevin Durant, after uh, you know he had the the Jones fracture, and he came back early, tried to play it out that season, and and there was a lot of criticism towards the team. Mm -hmm. And and another example is Serge Ibaka, you know, straining a calf muscle in in the playoffs, and they said, "Oh, he's going to miss." He's expected to miss the rest of the playoffs. He comes back two games later. Um, You know, so it's funny. It's it's one of those things like where the team gets. It's dinged for that. Where I think a lot of times it's like the player saying, "No, no, I'm fine. It doesn't hurt. I'm good. I'm ready. Yeah. Go. I want to go play." You know, it's it's
2: <laughs> tough. Yeah, and how are you going to tell these guys no, right? I mean, you can, but especially when they're putting that right. pressure on you. Like the Warriors are going to have to deal with Clay Thompson doing this. You know, come March, right. and and he's going to be just out there, and he's going to be hammering Steve and and Myers and these guys that get back on the court, and yeah. So he'll, Steve Kerr actually said earlier this week that he he doesn't foresee him coming back this season, but I doubt that to be true. Um,
1: I found that interesting that, yeah. and that went counter to you know a lot of the things that we were hearing. You know, after the All Star break, and when Kerr said that, I mean, I, I kind of raised an eyebrow a little bit, uh, and, and I wondered, you know, are they are, are they really trying to temper expectations? Or are they trying to keep Clay from coming back, or, or do they sort of understand where the team is at this season, and they don't want to overextend the guys they don't have to.
2: Yeah, it's probably it's probably along those along those lines where they they don't want to. I think they messed up that Kevin Durant situation. Not not that because they brought him back earlier, but because like they just didn't know how to phrase it to media, and and they spent right. all postseason saying, "Ooh, he might be back," and they're going to reevaluate him then. And it's like, man, it's the NBA Finals. What are we doing here? Yeah. Either say he's out or he's not, and. Uh, uh. Yeah, so, but but we got to talk about the Thunder because no Russell Westbrook. I think for some people that don't really follow the NBA throughout the off season, they're going to be shocked when they see that. How's that <laughs> yeah, been? If
1: if, uh, if you were in a horrible car accident earlier this year and you're just now coming back awake, uh, it's going to be a little jarring to see Chris Paul out there for OKC. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I'll tell you, it it is different. Not just on the court, it's just a different atmosphere in the locker room around the team. Um, and I think it's just there is – Russ had a good way of making everything a little tense. And, you know, Russ had this sort of you know us versus them mentality. Uh, reporters would go in the locker room before the game, 30 minutes before tip-off or, or you know, however long it was. And it was almost like you were in a funeral home. Everyone's talking in very hushed tones. Uh, You know, you look and there's uh, rustling daggers at you from across the room. Not so much that anymore. So it's it's a totally different feel. But, you know, on the court, uh, it's going to be a little bit – it's going to take a little bit of time to get used to this.
3: Uh, John, says Sam. So I feel like Warrior and Thunder fans can kind of relate on this one where it's just – it's a completely different team from kind of the core you're used to over the last, you know, three, five, whatever years Um, Mm -hmm. around here. We're, we're still kind of not sure what the expectations are for this team. Steve Kerr has obviously been tampering them for the Warriors. What are the expectation for the Thunder locally?
1: Yeah, it's been, it's been an unknown because you know, you sit down and you look at this team on paper and you think, okay, Hey, that's, that's not a bad squad. Uh, that's, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's a playoff team in the Western Conference because it's just so deep, but, you know, it looks like a pretty good team. Um, but then there's the variable of, okay, well, when do they start trading guys? And, you know, the obvious candidates are Danilo Gallinari, uh, Dennis Schroeder, Chris Paul to an extent, although I think that's going to be, I I don't know, I'll be, I'll be a little surprised if that happens during the season. It's going to be really difficult to pull that off. And as they make these moves, you know, what, what's that going to do to the team? I mean, we sort of saw in the first game against Utah, Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari played a big part in stopping some Utah runs and sort of keeping the team back in it. Yeah, that's sort of their support system right now. And if, if one or two of those guys gets traded and then you have to rely on the young kids, that's really going to mess with things. So um, it, it is so difficult to tell. And I think from the management perspective, they're just sort of seeing where it goes. Um, i I would not expect them to expend a lot of future, you know these assets they've collected. I don't think they're necessarily interested in reinforcing this year's team hmm. uh, you know at, at the cost of the future, but they'll just kind of see where it goes. And you know hey, if they if they wind up as a challenging you know team that that fights for the playoffs or even gets in, they're fine with it. If they miss the playoffs, I think they're fine with it.
2: Interesting., uh, we've got John Ham host of okC Dream Team podcast, NBA Insider for. One hundred and seven point seven FM and OKC here um, on the dial pad hotline. John, I Sh- Che Gildes Alexander looks amazing. Um, by the way, he looked mm-hmm. amazing on the Clippers. He looks like he's going to be a, a, a cornerstone type of guy for the Thunder. Um, h- how how do you think tomorrow's game is going to play out? And I ask that because the Warriors can't play any defense anymore. They also can't rebound, <laughs> um, and
3: they th- lost their best defender and rebounder and Kevon Looney, so he's not playing. So yeah, seem to be worse.
1: Right. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's going to be interesting. So look, Shea. Um, you know, everyone obviously was he was uh, Shea was very popular and amongst you know the really in depth NBA community that's out there, right? And on that Clippers team last season, when you've got you know Tobias Harris and Gallinari, I mean Harris was part of the season, but Gallinari, you got Lou Williams. Um, there, they didn't have to rely on Shea to score a whole lot. He just sort of kind of picked his moments and. You know, In the playoffs, as you guys know, he, he had a few big moments against the Warriors. Um, but now, you know, the ball is in his hands quite a bit. He's obviously he's, – he's very crafty. Um, he's able to score in multiple ways. He's developed this sort of scoop shot driving to the basket that, you know, is, is pretty helpful, especially if you've got Rudy Gobert lunging at you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like he's, he's really opened a lot of eyes. This is okay. This is, this is a piece. I don't know if it's the piece for the team going forward, um, but I think there's a feeling that, all right, this, this is one of the – he'll be one of the blocks moving forward. they got a lot to do you know, to, to surround him with the right guys, but he's really impressed so far.
3: John, something I want to know, um, OKC has been known as one of uh, the best home courts in the NBA – And obviously when you have a player like Russell Westbrook who plays to the crowd uh, as well as anyone in the NBA, I'm curious, what was the atmosphere like that for their home opener yesterday?
1: You know, it was good. And and I'll tell you, Andy, I was a little nervous because the the two preseason games at OKC, uh, good seats were still available. And, you know, there was a little bit of like, oh boy, uh, what's it going to be like this season? But you know, I'll say this. I, I don't recall if they labeled it, you know, a sellout crowd or not. I don't know if they sold all the tickets. It's entirely possible because all the ticket renewals were done before they made the big trade. Sure. But, um, I mean, the, the crowd was was, uh, was fine. I mean, I, I, I would equate it to kind of a midseason game the past couple of years. And, uh, you know, in that game against the Wizards, you know, they got down. They shouldn't have been in that position, but they clawed their way back in. And uh, SGA hit a big three to tie the score and the crowd was into it, and, and I think that was, that was encouraging that, you know, whoever is, who, whoever's names are on the back of the jersey, you know, the fans are going to turn out for it. But, you know, again, we'll see, you know, where this goes. It's, it's going to happen. It happens to every fan base whenever the team isn't at the level it used to be. And I don't think there's an expectation from the you know, front office that people are going to keep turning out into, as a sense of civic duty. At a certain point, people are going to say, yeah, I, I just don't want to go watch the Charlotte Hornets tonight. I've got your <laughs> things to do,
3: right? Absolutely. Um, so that brings me to my next question. Obviously, there was uh, a little bit of a rivalry between the Warriors and the Thunder. Um, we're kind of beyond that with, uh, you know, obviously Duran has since left the Warriors and Russell Westbrook has left the Thunder. Do you anticipate the crowd will be as into it with the Warriors the way they were in the past? Or do you think it's kind of like, that whole era is beyond us because all the main characters from that era are beyond these
1: teams. I, I think as long as you got at least Draymond and Seth on that other side, uh, fans <laughs> fans are yeah. going to remember. Um, and, and you know, obviously, there was some of the extra stuff with uh, with Draymond a couple of years ago that you know he, he sort of uh, he sort of got labeled as a villain around these parts. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I think even in a weakened state. Or I don't know, if weakens the right word, but obviously not at the level that the Warriors were at the past few years. Understandably, Um, I I think there's still going. I think there's going to be a lot of fan bases out there. They're going to want to get them while they're down, and uh, I I kind of expect this OKC fan base to sort of react accordingly. As long as twenty three and thirty are out there, um, (laughs) I I, I would imagine there's going to be uh, there's going to be a lot of long memories in the crowd.
2: I don't I don't think that uh, if I were an OKC fan, I'd, I'd forget Steph Curry dancing. Uh, on the yeah. court in <laughs> that second MVP season. So that, those are some things you don't forget. Uh, huge
1: moments. I mean, that that Saturday night regular season game where Steph hits the half-court yeah, shot, yep. you know, um, and that was, what, that was the 2016 season, right? Because
0: that mm-hmm. was yep.
1: leading into that Western Conference final. Yeah, I mean, like there's been so many huge moments between the two teams. And even after Durant's departure, obviously, that was the – you know, the first time that uh, Golden State came back to OKC, it was the closest blowout I've ever seen in my life. Oh boy, yeah! It was just, you know, it's like it's it's kind of really cool, and, and fans are going to remember that.
2: Well, Chris Paul is is still playing point guard for the Thunder, and believe me, he still does not yeah. like Steph Curry very much. So <laughs> that that in itself he has
1: a way of doing that. Yeah,
2: that in itself will be a rivalry, and that, and that'll be fun. Um, so I, I'm curious about this because now the Warriors or Thunder are very similar in that Kevin Durant left. Both teams, and and in my opinion, he left them for very different reasons and almost opposite reasons for why he left both teams. So uh, we now also don't understand what Kevin Durant wants. Um, help us get through. <laughs> I don't think anybody does, and nobody does. Maybe Kyrie. Maybe Kyrie. That's about it. Maybe, which is weird. Which yeah, is really weird. That is the well. We'll see. We'll see how long that lasts. But um, wh- how did the first season without Kevin Durant go for for um, for Thunder fans? Because I, I think. It is going to be a little bit weird for Warriors fans here.
1: Yeah, you know, and and the thing with OKC is Russ became the galvanizing thing for them. Mm -hmm. uh, Because immediately when Durant left, uh, you know, attention turned towards, well, they're going to have to trade Russell Westbrook now. Uh, There was articles written, there were sources saying that, you know, that seemed like it was imminent. But then Russ chose to sign an extension, which, by the way, you know, made financial sense for him to do so. I, I don't think. It was all just, oh, I'm, I'm proud of OKC. I'm going to reach and, Like, dude's got a $9 million raise, too. Okay, Making money's oh. good. Yeah, exactly. So, um, But still, he was sort of the galvanizing force that fans sort of uh, grabbed onto there. And, uh, I mean, to his credit, I mean, I know that MVP season is, is uh, one of hot debates. Um, but, you know, having watched that entire season, you know, it wasn't just the triple-doubles with Russ, and that's something that got the fans fired up. But it was the clutch time play. Uh, like he and Isaiah Thomas were like the two clutch time heroes that season. And Russ, you know, a number of times I would get ready for a postgame show and we would have the narrative laid out because OKC was down 15. And then Russ would drag him back and win the game. And that happened a lot that season. So, um, you know, I, I would I would say for Golden State fans, it's probably going to find, you know, look, Draymond is probably another guy having extended in the off season. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's the guy you kind of rally behind. Maybe you find one of these prospects that you got. Um, that, that sort of shows some promise, and, uh, and fans kind of get behind him. But maybe it's going to take something like that, um, or just you know, just the, the promise of change, which is very possible for the Warriors throughout the season.
2: Yeah, that'll be certainly pretty interesting. I think maybe the Warriors, at least Steve Kerr, is saying they might be in the tier of like the Thunder, where hey, they might make the playoffs. They might not make the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. John Ham, wow. sir, thanks for jumping on. Appreciate Thank you,
1: it. Thanks for having me. Yep. Yeah, appreciate it, guys.
2: That's a great point he made about the um, about the uh, uh, the Thunder. Where they, I think they have a lot of talent, but I think people just kind of wrote them off.
3: People just assume they're going to trade Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari and go in the full long term rebuild. Whereas like no one around here is expecting the Warriors to trade Steph Curry and Draymond to go in the long term rebuild. Yeah, so that's really the only difference. People assume the Warriors are going to try to spend their way out of this. Whereas the Thunder have kind of, I mean, when you get forty draft picks for Paul George, <laughs> it kind of sends the message that you're kind of you're thinking two to three years down the
2: line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean, as of now, though, like but Chris, yeah, them right. going I mean, up against, a, yeah, they're a good. Yeah. This
3: this is a team that could make the playoffs if they were in the East with this roster. Oh, yeah. You and I would both say that's a playoff team.
2: I mean, that that may even have home court, like in the East. Yeah. Is very, like, like, what are we? Chris Paul's
3: looked pretty good the first two games um and you know Stephen steven, adams steven adams is yep. a problem for the warriors when they're healthy i don't even want to think about what it's <laughs> going to look like tomorrow without looney we'll find out and willie collie stein marquise chris i okay. will say this uh anthony slater also reported uh willie Cauley stein is getting closer there's no uh specific date but his on-court work is quote-unquote ramping up so so that's a positive for the warriors um I think Looney's their best big man. I think you would agree with me.
2: I played center in high school. You think you could throw me in there?
3: <laughs> I mean, they might have to get the whole media section in there. They just, <laughs> they just need bodies to box out. let's yeah, get like fifteen
2: guys who like, uh, might, might run a uh, mile.
3: you know, special consultant Zaza Pachulia play a little center tonight.
2: Oh, that would that would be fun. That, he would probably be their best center right now.
3: I mean, it's not really fair <laughs> to compare two guys who still aren't sure if they're going to sure. stick in the league to a guy who had a fifteen-year career. Marquise yeah, Chris. Point.
2: Uh, now, Lou. So I don't mean this to make fun of him, but Lou Williams and Montrez Hill have have you know one of the best pick and roll two man games. Marquise Chris looked like he was. I mean, Darren Headlights is is an understatement. It yeah, you know, out you, there, you know, I found his
3: preseason encouraging, mm-hmm. and I saw a guy who like, hey, he can give him a spark off the bench. Spark off the bench is, um, you know. That's a different thing than, hey, I think this guy can guard the Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell pick-and-roll.
2: Uh spark off the bench is being Marquise Chris on this team when Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson and Andre Godala are also.
3: Or how about just when you have Looney and Willie Cauley-Stein and you're like, sometimes you need to thir- throw a third big out there for five minutes just to change the energy.
2: I want to I take the other side as well just because... I- I watched that first half against the Los Angeles Clippers and did feel the like the Warriors had a lot of a lot of um good that came out of that game. For example, uh number one, and this is pretty obvious, but they played hard, never gave up. That's that look that looks like a team that is not gonna just go down. You know, there are teams in the NBA that just give up. Yeah, there
3: are teams in the NBA who after all two the weeks, time. it's it's let's uh let's
2: count down. Yep. I mean like Phoenix Suns. Right, I can go down the list. The Suns last year, anyway. They look, they look different this year. Aiton's out for. Can you believe that? By the way, DeAndre eight and twenty-five games for whatever it is that he got banned for. It's ridiculous. Don't
3: take banned substances. Yeah, right.
2: apparently, accidentally. I have never used steroids. <laughs> period. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank um, you.
2: <laughs> I don't think the Warriors at any point are going to give up the season. That's a low bar, right? Hey, don't give up. I also thought their uh, their role players, their projected young guys. For example, Eric Pascal. Or Pascal, looked good. Jacob Evans. Have, we, looked have good. we
3: settled in on the official pronunciation? Is it Pascal or Pascal?
2: Somebody help us. I, Paschal.
3: It's definitely not Paschal.
2: Like Pascal Siakam. It's like it's like Eric, Eric Pascal Siakam.
3: Eric Pascal Siakam. <laughs> Is that we're, we're projecting he's going to be Siakam in three years. Correct. Is that what's going on? Correct. Correct. That'd be nice. Well, uh, Siakam's
2: but, also like twenty-eight, right? And so Siakam, and Pascal.
3: Yeah. Pascal's okay. Pascal's 22, 23. He's older than Marquise Chris. We <sighs> know that, uh, but no, he looked good. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, Draymond with the elbow nerve thing in right. the first. I mean, first off, we didn't know it was the elbow for about five minutes. When I saw that, I'm like, oh, I hope he didn't do something to his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then you know, it just it it could not have got worse to throw a rookie against what looks like the best team there. And I thought he held his own. I thought he. You can't really ask her much more from a rookie against the Clippers than what you saw there. Correct, correct. And he definitely looks like a player. He looks like someone who is interesting. It's been a it's been a few years since the Warriors have had a player where you're like you know I I think this guy's got something.
2: Jacob Evans hit four threes. Sam, uh, that is a funny looking shot. But four for five. Let's see how long he keeps this four for up. For. Six. Four for so six. Yes. Let's but see He how took lo- six
3: threes. To mm-hmm. me, the big thing was. He um, he took them. In the past, you know, we would have seen a guy get that ball, kind of hesitate, and then move it again, even though no one else is open. Um, I- I'm glad he took those shots. The downside of that Clipper game... They sucked at defense.
2: <laughs> yeah, we really, we really got the audio under control today. It's great. Um, and the thing is with the Clippers, they tried. Like, I wouldn't even say they gave 100% effort. I think Kawhi pretty much knew he'd get a bucket at any time. Um, the Warriors are going to have a bottom defense. They just have to give... They just have to have Looney and Draymond to get them into the... I would say into the teens, maybe. Like, if they're 19 to 21 on defense... I feel good? I feel okay. Yeah. Like, you agree, right? Like, I feel yeah. like... Like, who's in the 19 to 22 range? Spurs last year. Spurs. Like, if they're in that range... um, I think they're fine. I think they have an offense that they should win, you know, 45, 48, 49 games. Um, but to get there, you can't have Kavon Looney miss, out, miss these games this early in the season. Every game matters, right? It's not like this team can just come out there and, you know what? We feel like winning 10 games in a row, Sam. We're just going to win 10 in a row.
3: Yeah, I mean, they have OKC with Steven Adams, New Orleans Pelicans with Derek Favors. Those are two good big men. Um, on the road, but honestly, they're going to play the Suns next week. I don't know that that's a gimme without without Looney, without center play. If it's Ooh. if it's if it's Spellman and Marquise Chris, it's not a gimme. Wow. I don't the, know the I, I'm Phoenix not t- Suns. Suns are two zero. Actually, they're one one. I take it back. They lost and they lost that in regulation to uh, Denver last night. They almost went two and zero. I was ready to call them two and until Denver won.
2: <laughs> I by the way, Sam, who is you will not find a more hardcore NBA fan, he's watching the Phoenix Suns against the League Denver. Pass
3: Alert. What?
2: Unreal. Shout out Daniel LaRue. Yeah. Shout out Danny LaRue. By the way, for for people who ever questioned the uh the, the basketball uh IQ of Samus Vendiari, he watches the Phoenix Suns and Denver Nuggets. There are on dozens the way. of them. There. Dozens. <laughs> um but yeah, let's let's go back to the OKC game. Okay,
3: so now we know they're going to have to deal with Stephen Adams, without Looney, or obviously. What so who do that. you think they start? Probably Marquis Chris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, and I mean, I, I don't know where you go with this. It's it's a rough one. The one thing I will say about the Thunder, they still don't have shooting on the wings, and one thing that killed the Warriors. Uh, Against the Clippers, is, is closing out on shooters is hard if you're a bad defense. Right. If you have to over help inside, you're giving up open threes. Yeah. You're giving up those open threes to um, Diallo and Terrence Ferguson, well, you know, you, you probably have a better chance of living than if it's Landry Shamit and Patrick Patterson. Yeah, that
2: is true. That is true. Um, Danilo, Danilo Gallinari had a really good season last year. He's healthy again uh, for now. So he should be he should be able to. to he's he's always been against, a good play. He's a good player. Yeah, Glenn Robinson. Like, eh, like that's a tough matchup, right? But want to be Draymond on him because they played Danil at the four. But yeah, the flip side of that though, the Warriors should be able to score. What we saw on Thursday uh, with that opening where they pretty much got choked Ooh, out by the so Clippers. I,
3: see, I kind of disagree. The only thing not like they were
2: against the Clippers.
3: The only thing this Thunder. Well, I don't want to say the only thing that makes it sound like <laughs> they can't do anything, but they're they're much better on defense than offense. You know, Chris Paul and Steven Adams team is gonna be good on defense. They got a bunch of wings who can defend. They have no one who can really score.
2: Yeah, they have they have athleticism. Um they got length. They got length, but I don't know if they have I mean, they're not a team that's played together like the Clippers, right? I just think that the Warriors they do not have Kawhi Leonard, you they, are correct. Yeah, well, well they don't have Patrick Beverly, They don't have guys that know how to play defense like that either. Um like I don't I don't think of Steven Adams as a great defender. Um, neither is Dinelo and Neither is really Chris Paul anymore. Chris Paul's pretty good defender. But he's not someone that can... He still has to have energy to score. Patrick Beverly just puts 99% effort on the defensive end. That's so true. I, I think that the Warriors should be able to score on the Thunder. They should be able to... I don't think they... I, this game is a toss-up, right? But I, it is also very important that they win these games. The other day I was watching... Um, uh, what was I watching? The, the, the Blazers and the Nuggets. And the first thing I thought of was, well, it's time to scoreboard watch. And in my head, the Nuggets are probably going to make the playoffs. But if the Blazers lose, that's good for the Warriors. Nuggets are locked to make the playoffs. The, sorry, did I say the Nuggets are locked? Yeah, you in yeah, Portland. Yeah, the yeah, Portland is what I, who I mean. Yeah,
3: yeah. if you're a Warrior fan right now, your expectation should be trying to hold water with the Portlands of the world. Could Damon C.J. are great and Whiteside's better than what the Warriors oh, have to set center right now? Sure. Uh, but the rest of the roster is a lot of question marks the same way the Warriors roster is. In many ways, I feel like the Warriors have constructed a Blazers-ish roster where, like, you... Okay, Steph and D'Lo, those are two guys that can get you 50 points every game. Yeah. And you just wonder about the rest of the roster.
2: Yeah. yeah man, it, it is it is a little tough that the guys are injured, though. Um, and, and Looney and, and Willie colley I mean, they're not great, the best players, but, man, it but is they're tough. they're NBA players. Yeah.
3: Looney, would pl- Looney would start for the Clippers. Yeah, it, he's it, it is. In, he's better than
2: Yeah, it is tough, um, especially you know, especially for a team that really needs every single game. Really needs every single game, and uh, and uh, we'll see what happens. Um, we we got to get the break, Sam. I so. mean,
3: it's just you know, this is this is more the reality of the NBA. It's just this. Thirty. Yeah. Steve Kerr listen- says
2: thirty-five wins.
3: <laughs> You're listening to Warriors World Radio on ninety-five seven. The game.
0: Warriors World Radio continues on 95.7 The Game. Here's Andy Liu and Sam Esfandiari. Andy,
2: are you, are you too young to know who this is? I don't know what this is. Wow. Wow. Who is it, Sam? These two boys.
3: Ugh. Come on. I, I don't know if I'm more disgusted
2: by you. I or don't I like con- the
3: b- Or I feel like... Like I'm getting too old. It's not that I don't know.
2: I'm just I just don't like it. I'm not a fa- what, how am I supposed to dance to this? What am I supposed to? What is this? We're in a studio. Why are you trying to dance? I'm just saying. Normally, if I were to listen to it, how am I supposed to dance to it?
0: What the hell's going on? Man? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Crushing it. Uh, I I need
3: a drop to every. It's like a Andy. Not everything is meant to be a club. Yeah, that's are you, are you trying to just dance when you're walking down, you know, Battery
2: and yeah. Civic or something? <laughs> just trying to rave in the middle of the street? I'm going to do a Joker dance down the down the stairs later, just walking out of here. Yeah, I'm 28, you know. It's it's no more clubs for me, man. I think that's it.
3: Way to, way to grow up, bro.
2: Yeah. Um. If you want to join the show,
3: 888 957 9570, or you can text the Chilton Auto Body text line, 957 9570. Andy, I want to play back something for you. Um, did you did you get to see the uh, Barkley-Clay interview? Oh, yes.
0: Rush back to try and win
1: a go to a six straight finals if I'm not 100% because our window when another championship, I think, is open for the next five, six years.
0: Go ahead, Joe. Well, number one, I hope you get back soon, but you're just wrong. Um, what is he wrong about? Well, I think they won the shut. Uh, Why? Well, because I don't think they can score enough. You look, I want to make my, my other prediction, and I was wrong before the game. Mm-hmm. I said they were going to be the 7-8 seed. They're not going to make the playoffs uh, because they just, can't, they just can't score enough. You know, you look so at – So you can tell after one half of basketball. Yes. Playing with yes. the best
2: defensive team the Clippers.
3: Oh, Charles Barkley. You will never, ever like anything in the Bay. <laughs> um, the best – by the way – the vision, um, the audio medium, radio will never show up. But the look Clay gave him there is—it was—it was the most perfect look. It was the. Um, have did you win a ring? What are you talking <laughs> about, bro? He gave him. He gave him that stare, the the smirk, where it's like
2: you don't know what you're talking about. Did you win a ring? <laughs> was Shaq there? Was was Shaq next to him? Uh,
3: he, I can't remember. if He wouldn't. En- he would enjoyed that dig. Yeah, I mean. This a lot of large people. I mean, Clay <laughs> Clay looks small on the panel, which and then you remember he's six seven. He's like two two twenty something. You know,
2: so. it is interesting that Charles Barkley thinks the Warriors don't have enough
3: offense to win. Well, they definitely didn't have enough
2: offense against this Clipper defense. If there's one thing the Warriors don't have enough of, it's certainly not going to be offense this season to make the playoffs. Maybe to win a title, sure.
3: Yeah, I mean, so I, two things. Barkley's comments. He's saying. Your windows shut. I don't think anyone can say the windows shut when you have Steph, Clay, and Dre. It's a question of if they'll put the right pieces around them to get back to the finals,
2: and that's to be seen. D'Angelo being one of those pieces.
3: D'Angelo being one of those pieces. But honestly, they won't be hard cap next summer. Maybe they add a vet center who's more reliable to go with Looney. I mean, there's a lot of moving. Andre Gadala will be back. There's a lot of moving parts. I could look at a lot of teams. Like, let me put it this way. You could win a title with LeBron and Anthony Davis as your two best players. That does not necessarily mean you can drop them on any roster and win a title. All right, correct. Yeah. So I, I think the point is with this Warrior Clay's probably right. With this Warrior core, they have another four or five year window. There's another few years here where Steph Clandre can be the center of a team competing for a title.
2: Correct. And and the other and you don't know how the rest of the NBA is gonna shake out either. The uh, the Clippers, sure, they're the title favorites this season. But beyond that, what what team is there that you think is like an elite all time team, right? I don't see anything like that. <laughs> the text line. This,
3: this is the best text we've got all day. We'll <laughs> we'll get back to it later. But yeah, I mean, calling the window shut. I, I, you can't call the window shut when teams literally exist for two years and then it's a new team after yep. that. Like if you told me two years ago, Clippers. Winning it, you know,
2: they're going to be the prohibitive favorite. I'm like, with who? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We, two years from now, sure, Kawhi and Paul George are going to be on the team. Maybe. But Lou Will, the rest of these guys, you have no idea. No idea what's going to happen. They, The Warriors might be the favorites two years from now when they have a a, a, um, a crew of, you know, D'Angelo, Staff, Clay, uh, Draymond, and you know, guys that they put around them. Or maybe they get an Embiid or a Giannis or something like that. So we really have no idea. So I, you cannot ever say the window is going to be closed. Look at LeBron James, for example. Uh, I think, you know, two years ago, three years ago, even when LeBron James lost to the Warriors uh, 4-1, to and then he lost again, and you're thinking, man, is LeBron ever going to win a title? Fast forward to 2019-2020 NBA season, and the Lakers... They're probably the second best team in the Western Conference, and let's say Paul George doesn't come back healthy, the Lakers might be in the finals, and then anything is possible. And, they, and LeBron could win another championship, and he's like 58 years old. And so I think you just have no idea what's going to happen. And the other part of his Steph and Clay, they're shooters. That's not something that's going to leave them, you know, come you know when they're 33 or 34 or 35. That's always going to be there. They're always going to be good. And someone like Clay Thompson, who has the size, should be able to age fine. Um, the question is, you know, are you going to keep signing Clint Robinson and Willie Cauley-Stein?
3: Right. Are they? Because there is a future where the Warriors have Steph, Clay, and Dre, and they never figure out the rest of the roster. And, you know, they're just like a 50-win second-round team. And I don't think anyone wants that. But, you know, the same could be said for a lot of these... Uh, teams that have kind of popped up this year so you never know so calling the window shut i think it's a little disrespectful to what steph clay and draymond have accomplished um but i also think that's that's just barkley reacting to what he saw on the floor too like yes they're not going to win a title with a rookie jordan Poole and a second year jacob evans and a you know flyer signing Marquise chris no one's saying they
2: are yeah I mean, it's 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 social media. Or sorry, it's uh, it's media now. It's NBA media, right? You say stuff just to get on TV. You say stuff just to get a reaction from people. Um, Not even NBA media, but media all over, all over. Um, From the 408,
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.